Hey everybody, I'm back. Welcome to another episode of The Balanced Life with Kaylee. As always, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate every listen. So I titled this episode All Up In Your Mind for two reasons. One, I'm naming it after her song that y'all continuously disrespect, which I'm not here for. Those who love All Up In Your Mind have taste. But I hope y'all got y'all Renaissance tickets. The pre-sale and dynamic pricing thing was a lot. Um, But I did hear that you can get tons of cheap tickets in Minneapolis. So just look out for that option. The second reason I needed this is because it's focused on some of the things I've been circling around in my brain. So it's a little bit personal in some areas. So the first topic is therapy and mental health. One thing that's been on my mind is therapy. And as you know, I often recommend it. But even still, I find myself taking breaks from therapy to assess the situation. And I think that's totally fine. I think we all have to sometimes take space from certain things in our lives to objectively look at it and to make sure it's still serving us. So I always start with, am I making progress? That's the whole point, right? However, I've been in therapy for like five years and I don't feel like I'm making any progress. I've had three therapists in the past and one that I'm currently working with, but I see the same issues and there's no improvement. And for me to not see improvement after so long, it makes me feel honestly disappointed, heartbroken, like I'm never going to get better. But I'm not trying to give up, like I'm not going to give up. So I just kind of work through different things like, is this the right therapist for me? Sometimes you have to go through numerous therapists to find the right one. And one thing that has been on my mind is comparing it to a previous therapist that I had and my current one. And the past one I couldn't see anymore because she ghosted me. Um, There are bad therapists out there, if you didn't know. And so essentially, my old therapist, one thing I liked about her is that she would never let me say, I don't know. Because she's like, yes, you do. And so she would, we would sit there in quiet or she'll sit there and stare at me until like I explain, until I come to her with an answer that explains what we're talking about because she knew that I knew deep down inside. So she never let me say, I don't know. But with the current therapist I'm working with, like I can say, I don't know, and then she'll just move on. And so I miss that push to dig deeper. And with my current therapist, she doesn't really give me homework or follow through on it, even though I mentioned that was something that I need. And, you know, there's a point, like, how do I want to say this? Um, Like, again, here's a point where I've been seeing her for nearly two years and I don't see improvement to the point. I have stopped keeping up with my appointments. Um, Just to be honest, I haven't been since I don't even remember. It's been months. Um, But it's because I've just been taking this time to really think through, like, is this who I want to continue with? What do I need from her? What what do I need for myself? You know, things like that. So, um, like I was saying, Um, just now kind of, I'm going to be super open with what I feel right now. I'm going to give her one more chance. And if she can't meet me where I'm at, then I'm going to find a new therapist, even though I hate starting over and all that stuff, but whatever. Um, but you know, for one thing, I don't think just talk therapy is for me. 
I mean, I can talk all I want and I can answer questions through like analyzing and intellectualizing it. Should I do that on my own time, you know, throughout the week and discover my own epiphanies and have my own epiphanies and thoughts and realizations? The thing that's missing, though, is that feeling the process and being present with it all. Um, shout out to that TikToker. I can't believe I'm saying this um, for helping me see that because I like she was saying in the TikTok, like she can intellectualize and analyze things. Those are just personal traits. So she can like answer questions or pinpoint like, you know, different things. But she doesn't have like she's not connected to it. She doesn't have the feelings. She doesn't feel the feelings towards that that she needs to in order to process and to move forward and to be present in the situation to move forward. So Yep. And this also brings me to the question of, is this the right treatment for me? And I honestly don't think CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT alone is good enough for me. I'm not going to go into details, but I just feel like the best treatment for me involves like active mindfulness and creativity and movement and tracing the past to the present and exposure therapy things like that like I feel like I need a combination or I just need to totally revamp things um and I say this because for one thing back in 2020 and it wasn't due to the pandemic it was just literally because I was in a place in my life where I had no choice but to turn inward and I meditated every day and maybe at night too and you know I had like these gratitude lists and I had all these different things going on and for me that really helped me out a lot um turning inward and being mindful and I had like sound baths and different things like that and that helped me a lot and so I think that's something that I need again and I can't get myself back on that horse so I think like being in this place like therapy where it kind of gets me back on that horse I can get back to what I you know did work for me and had that accountability for it you know because right now I'm just not able to hold myself accountable for things like I there's so much I want to do so much I need to do but with depression and anxiety and all this stuff it holds me back and I just can't do these things I can't hold myself accountable to make sure they get done and that's why I liked homework because for me like I was a great student I always did my homework for the most part um and I always, you know, tried to give the best answers that I could. So the reason I asked for homework is so that I know that my brain will hold me accountable in that space and make me try in that space really hard. But yeah, getting off on a tangent here. But yeah, those are some things I feel like could help me. Um, I say creativity because I had organized this event for work where we did like paint, paint and set basically. And it was at my past job. And... I felt so at peace while I was painting. I felt so good. But I haven't been able to do it since because I'm like, here it goes. I have to hold myself accountable to do that. And I'm lacking accountability in that regard. I lack accountability when it comes to doing, how do I say this? Like doing things for myself that are better my mental health. Like I'm not showing up for myself when it comes to that. I'm not fighting a good fight when it comes to that. And I know that I can recognize that. Um, but yeah, so... The next thing is, am I learning healthy coping tools for when I'm in distress? And I'm honestly not. 
the only thing I can think of is my old therapist think acronym and the first thing was the T so is it true that's the first thing to focus on the H was is it honest and I can't remember all the other pieces of them at this point but I always focus on is it true that helps to some extent but other than that I don't really have any tools to lean back onto to regulate my emotions um, if you have any positive and healthy coping tools to practice every day and to use in distress, tweet it to me, DM it to me because I need it. And, you know, there's that tension and anxiety that arrives when I think of having this conversation. Like, how do I tell my therapist nothing you're doing is working and we have to truly revamp our plan and course of treatment or I'll have to find a new therapist. That's an awkward conversation to have, but sometimes those awkward, hard conversations are the ones we need to have the most and I will have this conversation because like I said I don't often do it but I know that right now I have to stand up and show up for myself and to have that conversation so that I can do better um and I just thought that I would share all of that for anyone who feels bad about things not improving and wondering if it's them and you know working through thinking through everything like what could be some problems and you know, letting them know it's okay to question things, to tell your therapist things aren't working, and to revamp, you know, with them or start over with another therapist. So I just wanted to put that out there for anyone who might be feeling those types of ways or just needed to hear that. Hopefully it connected with some of you, or it can connect with someone you know, or what have you. Just hopefully it wasn't me rambling. <laughs> so before I hop into another topic, I want to bring back my segment called Twitter Gems. So it's Twitter gem time. Essentially, I'm going to go over and quote a few tweets that I came across that I feel like it would be great for everyone to hear. So the first one is, remember to speak from the scar, not the wound. The second one is, if someone ghosts you, respect the dead and never disturb them again. Number three, don't allow others to consume you. If they don't call, go to sleep. If they don't message you, Put, your, put away your phone and just have a good day. If they are distant and refuse to tell you what's wrong, do something fun at home or go out, but you can also do something fun at home. You live for yourself first. They are secondary. Number four, affirming that I'm extremely intuitive and need to trust myself fully. I definitely be knowing. Number five, it was never about the speed it was always about the direction. Number six, wishing you a safe return to yourself. Number seven, I like the idea of don't save the candles, meaning don't hold up your present joy, hoarding it for an unspecified future day or time when you feel ready. Burn the candles, spend time with the people you love. Joy is abundant, but time is limited to feel it. Number eight, is this conversation worth my involvement and energy? Is said conversation actually going anywhere with actual tangible results? Number nine, how much of what you do is really for you? And number 10, how much of what I am doing is actually getting me closer to where I want to be? So I thought those are some really interesting ones to share. And I think they hit on a bunch of different areas. It hits on love and joy and questions that we need to ask ourselves to make sure that we're proceeding you know the right way and 
these quotes are telling us to trust ourselves and you know about how to approach life especially the one where it's like it was never about speed it was about direction um and it's also about you know finding yourself again with the wishing you a safe return to yourself i think a lot of us get off track and we you know i don't want to use train tracks and getting off track there because of what happened recently but um we do sometimes lose ourselves it happens sometimes we just we get involved with people or things or even just proceeding with our life like you know outside of third parties somehow we just get off you know off our path and that's okay it happens but what's important is once you recognize that you're off your path is that you focus on getting back to your path you know what i'm saying and that's what i'm trying to do because i'm trying to get back to the girl that you know lived her life like i'm such a homebody these days and i've been doing a little bit better at that but i'm trying to get back to that girl i'm trying to get back to the girl who didn't take any shit from anybody i'm trying to get back to the girl who was really focused on discovering herself and healing herself and showing up and standing up for herself you know and other things but yeah so I thought I would drop these Twitter gems for you. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break um, and we'll be right back. Tell me say I'm on a puppy show and in my flop. When she want to work in the matter about the man. If I'm a piece of pity, me never get it back. Never get it back. You know the vibes. Bum, 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 Girl, you got the good stuff You know I say you're too naff Boom, popa, boom, popa, boom, popa Girl, you got the good stuff You know I say you're too naff Say she have a man but him worthless And she not Jackson, call him Curtis So me and I grab the first exit Well cleaning, a crushed linen Juice and ginning And I'm a spliff, no grinning Where your body, body is a sin Hold me while you back up and brace by me Me know you're feeling it though Alright, we're back So, like I said, this episode will be a little bit personal And so, one thing that is personal that I want to touch on just briefly I'm not going to go into too much detail because this is my life um, Is that, I don't want to say I'm a victim I just want to say that I've experienced emotional abuse and I feel like it's not the first time but I feel like this time it was more evident I feel like it was very clear um and I it's hard to kind of understand that and to process that and think about like wow like that was me this is what I experienced like you know um, but yeah, he was emotionally abusive for like the last eight, nine months. I would describe it as the last eight months of hell. So essentially I have a list of things I pulled from online that gives you resources about emotional abuse that I'm going to read off that I experienced, but I'll just tell you a little bit about, you know, how it was as a whole. So we met through a dating app 
and for that like things were all good we were chatting on the day up things were great things were fun everything cool so then we moved to talking via phone again everything great everything cool like you know what i'm saying and then there was one day we had where we talked on the phone for like eight hours like on the phone facetiming and what have you like a combination just talking to each other for eight hours straight i was like oh this is great maybe i found like someone i'm really compatible with definitely wrong um and so we met up that wednesday for our first date it was your tuesday wednesday things went great then the next day um we hung out again and then i remember that weekend it might have been a sunday i spent the night and the next day he was just acting really weird right and I'm very perceptive, I'm very intuitive, and I know when something is wrong. And so here's where my back comes in, because I want to take accountability throughout this conversation while also acknowledging that, yes, I was emotionally abused. So, you know, I like message him and stuff, and I tell him how great it was to spend time, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just having general chit-chat through the workday. Well, he stopped responding, and I thought, hey, that was kind of weird. I was like... This doesn't feel like, you know, someone just, you know, busy with work or someone who, you know, like can't respond for various other reasons. This feels like, you know, like I'm being ignored for some odd reason. And, you know, that was actually what was the case. So I sent him for a few more messages. I won't say a few more. I sent several more, taking my accountability in it. And then eventually, like, he just blocked me. And that was the start of this cycle. And so then he later unblocked me. And then we started talking again. And then it would be a cycle of constantly him talking to me, him acting like, oh, like I really want to try, telling me all these nice things, making all these false promises to me. Um, to then just again, boom, blocking me and not communicating with me, not telling me what's wrong, none of that. And he would constantly come back. He would constantly then pull away, come back, pull away, come back, pull away. He was also very disrespectful. He was disparaging. He was, um, you know, just a handful of things I can say. And it really got to the point where I felt so bad about myself. And that's when you know you're in an abusive situation because it has an effect on you and your self-esteem. And I just felt so terrible. And one time we went like a while without talking and so I, I found myself starting to feel better you know I had just bought a house things like that and then we start talking again and immediately I feel drained I feel you know emotionally drained I feel like oh my gosh like I can't do this I can't go through this again I'm feeling terrible but you know I was like you know maybe that's just you know a depression wave hitting but it wasn't it was my body reacting and knowing and trying to tell me like this was not it for you but yeah so there was that cycle um and it was deeper than what i'm telling because i don't want to go give away all my business um and it was more harsh and emotionally challenging to deal with than i'm revealing as well but you know some of the things i want to point out um that occurred that can be defined as emotional abuse 
So sometimes being emotionally unavailable can actually be a sign of abuse, um, depending on how they act. Like some people are just emotionally unavailable due to, you know, certain issues that they had and maybe working through, but it also can be a sign of abuse, especially when they're very, very defensive, when they have that lack of empathy, you know? And then emotional abandonment um, can also be considered emotional abuse. Pressuring you to have sex is emotional abuse. I never, like, it sounds bad, but I almost never really wanted to have sex with him. Maybe like two or three times. But the rest, I didn't really want to. But, you know, I would be like, you know, I don't know, he got into a discussion and he was like, well, I am expecting sex tonight. And it was just always like, that pressure like always that expectation there and I felt like really pressured and there were also times where I felt like and I'll say that I had sex with him under false pretenses because basically he would garner my consent but if I had all the details and I find out later often through him but if there were things that I knew if I had a full scope view, I would have never consented to sex. And he knows that. So it would be things after the fact that would come out that I would be knowledgeable about or what have you. Um, that was made me say, like, hey, I never would have sex under these conditions with you. So I was coerced. I was lied to. I was deceived. And not just in this relation, this scenario, but in other ways with him. And, um, yeah. And... I was often gaslighted, and I think so many of us are. There's this, it said like 10 years ago, this study found that, you know, half of people in the U.S. have been emotionally abused. Um, and I can't imagine what the real numbers are. Because, so, you know, there's underreporting, and there's also, you know, time passage, like that was 10 years ago. What is it now? Um, but yeah, like he would always act like I was wrong. Um, he would flip out on me when I called out his abusive behavior. He would get upset when I didn't want to do what he wanted to do. Um, he would withdraw affection when I've done something wrong. Um, he would ignore and exclude, exclude me. He'd be patronizing. Um, he'll talk about simple things, asking if I knew or understood. When I'm pretty sure I'm probably smarter than he is by a mile. Not to shade him and say that he was stupid, but I'm a very, very smart person. So you can't play with me like that in that regard. Um, he was very dismissive. I would share something important to him and he would be dismissive. He would push my buttons. He would find things or I would tell him like that annoys me and then he would constantly do it. For instance, I would say, don't say my name because you always say it in a negative way, in a negative instance. And there would be several times where he would continue to say my name and it would be in a negative instance. So he just knew things that triggered me and he would just keep doing it anyway. Um, because where you're talking to somebody, you don't have to say their name consistently. Um, anyway, he made all the decisions. It was his way of the highway. And I felt like I had to beg him to have a say-so in things sometimes. Um, they're stonewalling. So during a disagreement or conflict, they shut down. They refused to respond to your attempts to communicate. Um, so that was present, as you can probably guess. Um... Like I was saying earlier, like he expected me to do what he wanted to do and it had to be when he wanted to do it because there are times I didn't feel like hanging out when he wanted us to hang out and then basically he wouldn't do what I 
wanted it had to be when he wanted to hang out what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it um and they think they should always prioritize prioritize their needs um and do things according to their standards that was also present as i mentioned earlier the silent treatment they might ignore your attempts at conversation in person via text and over the phone i experienced all of that um neglecting that's one um, emotional needs weren't being met um that's neglect emotional neglect might mean deliberately withholding affection or punishing you with the silent treatment definitely been through all of that and there's tons more signs of emotional abuse and i could go in depth with our whatever we had connection or whatever and i could describe more um to get y'all to understand and see it but some things i do have to keep personal um and not exposed to the world but yeah i just want to talk a little bit about emotional abuse um and if you think you're in an emotionally abusive situation there are so many different resources out there for you um so i encourage you to find them i know i wasn't like the this one website gosh i can't remember it was a resource national let me go back to it i want to make sure that i can offer a resource um it was the hotline.org and they were talking about how the internet can be monitored um and so they were given another option of how to talk to them and how to escape and get out of this website you know just in case it's seen by the abuser or what have you um so yeah um but i don't want to stay on this like sad topic of emotional abuse but everybody goes through it or not everybody but a lot of people go through it it's nothing to be ashamed about or embarrassed about um even when you're in these cyclical you know situations or relationships and you know you need to get out and then you feel bad because you're continuing the cycle but you're really just emotionally trapped there um and that's how they want it to be they want to have that trap for you um so yeah um but now i want to switch the topic up a little bit um so I asked on Twitter, what did y'all want to hear me talk about in this episode? And someone said to me they wanted to hear basically my word of the year. Um, that was one of the things they mentioned. The other things I'm saving for another episode, but yeah. So to wrap this episode up, I'm going to tackle that. So my words of the year, can't pick just one. There are three. Yes, no, and live. Yes is my word of the year because I felt like, and this is going to sound, you know, contradicting, but I feel like I've said no so much. No to going out, no to living a life, no to, um, like, I feel like I've just deprived myself of so much. Um, so I want to say yes more. Like, uh, Shonda Rhimes had her year of yes. I'm going to do that, like. You know, and that coincide with live because I want to live my life. Like, that is my goal for the year. I'm already going to Usher's concert, Beyonce's concert, and Janet's concert. I um, am planning a few additional trips. Like, I want to be outside, <laughs> as y'all say. But, no, I really want to get out here and have more experiences and live life and do different things and um, have different experiences and enjoy different things and really get back out there, you know? Um so live and yes, no is what I want 
to be a, a in terms of a word of the year for me because I don't have boundaries I don't even know what boundaries are I'm gonna be open about that like I'm going to have to sit here and do research about what boundaries are what types of boundaries to set all of that and you know it sounds crazy that you know at 29 I don't know boundaries and I don't know how to set them but I didn't grow up in a world where there was boundaries where there was respect that's not how I grew up um you know and things weren't modeled for me so now at my big age I'm having to learn those things and to emphasize those things in my life but yeah so I don't have boundaries and this was also brought to my attention when I was doing a phone screen for the mentorship thing that I'm doing so I'm a mentor and they asked me what types of boundaries I set and how do I make sure that they're adhered to and that was one of the hardest questions because I was like you know thinking to my brain I'm like I don't really have boundaries you know like I don't even know how to create them. I don't know what to create. I don't know anything like that. But yeah. So because I lack boundaries, a lot of things, you know, happen in my life or I experience that I might not have had to go through if those were there. Um, I don't know how to say no to people. I like, for instance, like when I was pressured to have sex, I couldn't. I just couldn't say no. Um, you know, like, and there's so many other instances where I have not had the ability, I can't say no to family, I can't say no to anybody, really, um, that is in my, like, circle of care, um, yeah, and I wanted to go more in depth on these two things, but I think I'm just gonna leave them where they're at, so those are my words of the year yes know and live i'm trying to be out here you know more experiences more life i'm trying to be out here you know taking on more things whether it's at work um you know out here building friendships and just building my tribe so i'm trying to live i'm trying to say yes and i'm trying to say no to help stabilize my life um and to help respect and honor myself so yeah that wraps up this episode again i want to thank you so much for listening i want to thank you to my featured artist stuff will be in the bio about him and other than that enjoy the rest of your nights have a wonderful week and thank you again